Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. Before we begin, I should warn you that some of you may find what you are about to hear rather disturbing. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Until Dawn podcast. My name is Koi, and with me is my wife, Felicia. Hello. Guess what today is? Sunday. It's your birthday. Yes, it's my birthday. I think you're what, officially, you say mid-30s, but to me mid-30s starts at 35, true why what? 37. 37. Still younger than me. <laughs> now it's late 30s. Oh yeah, late 30s. Gosh. I figure the 34 to 36 is mid-30s. What's funny is when I, because I'm older than you, whenever I would say that it was, I was in my late 30s, you'd be like, no you're not, no you're not. But I know you were just trying to make me feel better. <laughs> Guess what? Now I'm in my 40s. Well, I'm 40. Right. And you are, in fact, in your late 30s. Yes. So I asked you what you wanted for your birthday. And what did you say? Ratings and reviews. Which is so lame. Five No. <laughs> Five-star ratings and reviews. Not just any ratings okay. and reviews. I will say that since I think last time we recorded... We've got two more ratings. Yes. I mean, they're not reviews, but the ratings, and I'll take them. Right. You know, unfortunately, because it wasn't a review, there's no name or anything on there. So, you know, thank you to whoever went out there and did that. Well, just pretend like you knew it was Koi's birthday, and that's why you did it. Exactly. They did show up today, so... That is kind of weird, right? Yeah. Now everybody else just needs to go out there and do that. <laughs> All right, so while my birthday is exciting, it's mainly probably just exciting to me. Do you ever wish that you were born just a little later so you had the Halloween birthday? It would be pretty fun to It would make always... you a little bit cooler. Right. I think. It's right there at the cusp. You know. Right. What's your sign? Scorpio. I should know that because I'm married to you, Scorpio. I'm writing that down because I have to look it up. For some reason, I can never remember. And now everybody else knows as well. <laughs> I feel like everybody knows about me. I just can't remember signs. So what else do we got going on? Um. So this coming weekend, we are going to be going up to, where is it? St. Joseph, yep. Missouri. We're going to do an investigation up there with lips. And I'm super excited about it. Yeah, because that'll be our second time there. Yes. So we will be at Glore Psychiatric Museum. Right. I cannot wait. I'm so excited about that place. Yeah, we had really good experiences there last time. Mm -hmm. I'm hoping to really get a lot of good stuff. Right. I actually need to review my notes from last time. Because, you know, sometimes you forget what happened. Right. And then when you're, like, reviewing it, you're like, oh, yeah, that did. So. Yeah, because that was, you know, not to give too much away from our... uh, our previous investigation but that is where we saw the image pop out on the thermal camera i forgot about that oh my yeah gosh. like where it was a full like torso and oh head my god i that totally ca- that like came out and then went back in and then came back out again yes okay so we need to look at that to see what floor Ooh, that was i got I chills forgot. just talking about that it was, it's so exciting yeah that's also where we had that bag knocked off the chair. Yeah. Ooh, I can't wait. 
Plus, it's up by Kansas City, and I love Kansas City. I always say it's my favorite city, right? Mm-hmm. I don't know that you feel that way, but I, I feel that way. I, I like it. I just don't like it in the winter. It's too cold. I agree Too cold that. and just all that snow. All right, so do you kind of want to break down tonight's episode because it's a special episode? You're like putting me on the spot. Yeah. So we've been doing the states. What is it? Our spooky states? I think that's what you say. But I think that is what I say. But this time, because Halloween's coming, we are going to do like customs of Halloween. Basically, no, no, no. I guess like symbols of Halloween. Halloween symbolism? Yeah. Kind of where it came from. Right. There's really so much to cover. So what I did is I have right here in my hands, like I wrote down 20 things. We're only going to draw about eight of them because that's so much to talk about. And with our son's help, he's going to pick the piece of paper from the little box. And we will talk about whatever he draws. Sounds good. I figure we'll do about, what, eight eight to ten of them? Yeah, something like that. And then I also wrote down some weird, like, superstitions with Halloween. So. Do you want to rattle those off first? Does that sound like a good plan? What's that? You want to do the superstitions first? No, let's do this first. Okay. While we have Dagan in here, we have his attention. Okay. Okay, come on, Dagan. So what you're going to do is draw one and then read it into the microphone, okay? All right. Orange and black. Orange and black. Okay. So is that the colors you think of when you think of Halloween? Yes. Okay. So orange. Orange represents the jack-o'-lantern. It represents the color of the leaves. Fire that was burning in the fields during bonfires that were lit during Samhain. Basically, orange represents like the fall season. Yeah, that makes sense with the transition of the leaves and the greens to the oranges and browns. Right. They consider orange like the beginning and then black the end, like fall season. So black represents the darkness and the dark long nights that winter brings. It represents death and Halloween, which is considered to be or is believed to be the night in which the veil between the living and the spirit world is at the thinnest. Dagan, what do you think about that? He's like, no answer. You don't have anything? Okay. And also they say like Halloween is is traditionally celebrated at night, black, after sunset, orange. It should be orange to black, yeah. Right. There used to be a poem, I can't remember. I guess it wasn't a poem, it's like a quote, like, what was it? it? It considered white too, like orange, black, white brings on the fright or something. Did you ever uh, hear that? No. Which I think white would be like ghosts. I could see that, yeah. So anyway. Or the moon. Or the moon. All right, you ready to do the next one? Are you ready to draw the next? So that's orange and black. All right, Dagan's going to draw again. Spiders. Spiders. Ooh, spiders. That's a good one. I'll let you do this one. (laughs) Thanks. Yep. Okay, Dagan, do spiders remind you of Halloween? Yes. Why? Because, like, when it's dark outside, they're, like, walking around, I thought. Yes. Are spiders scary? Yes. (laughs) Are they only scary on Halloween? Okay. They're not scary to other days? No. Everything's scarier on Halloween, right? Okay, so spiders. Why are spiders associated with Halloween? First of all, I think of like witches. You know, it's always like witches and there's spider webs around. But actually, there's a theory behind it. Like, spider webs are actually more prominent during fall. I wonder if that has something to do with like all the, the dew in the morning and stuff. I think it is stuff. the dew. 
Um, also, a lot of spiders are born in the spring. By the time fall comes around, they've actually like plumped up. They're nice, big, and fat. And that's when they start building like the tiny, tiny spiders you may not notice during summer are, that's when they start making the huge webs that you do notice. Huh. That makes sense. So actually, I think it's like orb spiders, which are those huge ones that really freak you out. They're like harmless, but you know, the giant ones, like the one on the back porch. Oh, like the garden spider? Yeah. So they actually, right before fall, that's when they make their big webs and they're like looking for a mate to mate before they die off in winter. Dagan, that was the giant spider by the pool. Remember? Yeah, I remember it was like big yellow and it was very scary. It looked poisonous. Yep, that was the one. I think the thing about spiders, you know, they're webs. You find them in dark, scary places. Right, or when you're walking through the woods. haunted houses. Right. Scary abandoned locations, basements, attics. All true, yes. Right. (laughs) Plus, they make a good Halloween decoration. Yeah, because you see all the, like, the spider webs spread over the bushes. And, you know, they glow in the black light. And it's traditional Halloween stuff. Right. And they're a nightmare to clean up afterwards. Right. They've actually been associated with magic, too. You know, like, witches, magic, because of them making webs. Which, like, kind of is magical in a weird, creepy spider way. Right. So, all right. Dagan's going to draw another one. All right, Dagan, what do you got? Witches. Witches. All right. Okay, I'll do this one since you did the last two. (laughs) Okay. All right, so witches are, they're kind of a unique one because I think they're just kind of associated with Halloween just solely based on their history. Right. Because it's a scary, you know, type of night. But But it's not scary. (laughs) But yeah, it's believed to be scary. So, you know, it's well known that witches during the Middle Ages were thought to be in league with the devil. You know, witches were feared. They were believed that their powers were the greatest on Halloween. And so, which made them even, you know, more scary and right. more of a threat to common people. Mm-hmm. Um, it's thought that witches, of course, were in league with the devil. And that meant they were burned at the stake. They also did dunkings and many other things. Of course, many of the images that are associated with witches are then, of course, associated with Halloween, like cauldrons, broomsticks. And, you know, you always see the traditional image of witches riding their broomsticks across the full moon. And, of course, you know, the pointy hats, the the ward on the crooked nose, you know, those are all essential Halloween images. Right. But, in fact, a lot of that actually has to do with the greeting card industry and media. Right. Um, you know, witches were added to greeting cards and stuff in the late 1800s. So much of that imagery is then associated with Halloween and other things that are thought to be scary. And so a lot of it just kind of comes out of our fear of the unknown. Like just not understanding. Right. Or being educated. Right. So, I mean, if you took the witches and they all looked like the witches from Hocus Pocus, you know, not very many people would probably be frightened. No. But if you, you know, take a more scarier version of that, and that's the image that most people see, that's going to make it scary. Which is funny, because in reality, witches look just like me and you. Right. Plain, normal, whatever. Exactly. So. 
All right, Dagan. Do you have another one for us? Scarecrows. Scarecrows. You got this one? I got it. Okay. Okay, Dagan, do you think of scarecrows when you think of Halloween? Yes. Why? Because sometimes in sometimes in the corn mazes, they have them sitting up. And usually during Halloween, you do corn mazes. But don't they look super friendly and fun? Mm-hmm. Okay, that's not true of old scarecrows. Yeah, scary. So originally, scarecrows, they were made with animal carcasses, skulls, and rotten fruits and vegetables. Does that look sound fun to play with? Nope. They would be built in the spring and they would be burned in fall as a sacrifice for like a healthy harvest the next year. The ashes, after they burned all the scarecrows, they would be like spread over the fields. Kind of like for good luck. Is that what we need to do in that bald spot in our yard? We can't get <laughs> we, grass to We grow? may need to build a scarecrow. Yeah. So the first, the first scarecrows, they were uh, the first known, I guess, were built by Egyptians to scare quail away from their wheat fields. Hmm. That's actually pretty interesting. I didn't realize yeah. they were built that late. Well, I didn't either, I right? That far back. That far back. So like I said, not only were they used to like scare prey away, but they were also used to protect against crop failure. So much like today. Right. I think the whole idea is just like the reason it's associated with Halloween is because of fall harvest and the idea of scaring. So maybe because after the harvest, they're more noticeable because you can see like through an entire field. Right. Um, you know what it makes me? It makes me think of the Wicker Man. Remember that? Mm-hmm. Not the horrible Nicolas Cage movie. The other one. <laughs> but um, I was thinking of that movie we just saw, uh, Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark. Yes, that one's creepy too. But also the scarecrow is kind of like a symbol of death and resurrection. So it's made out of, think of this, it's like made out of the car. well not now, but back then. It was made out of the carcass and the skulls, so that would be death. But if you think it's like in the middle of the field with its arm raised. Mm-hmm. Resurrection. Yeah. So I don't know. Maybe I'm putting too much thought into that. <laughs> no, I don't think so. That's kind of what I think about when I... Now that I, like, read about it, that's kind of what I'm thinking, like... It kind of represents both. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. All right, Dagan, what do you have for us next? Costumes. Costumes. Okay, so since you did the last one, I'll do this one. All right, wait, let's ask Dagan. Okay. Dagan, what do you think... Why do costumes associated with Halloween... To, so you can hide from the dead spirits by putting on mask. That's pretty good. Let's see. So costumes actually go back pretty far. During Celtic times, individuals that were celebrating Samhain would wear costumes in order to trick roaming spirits of the dead. Good job, Dagan. That was pretty good. I'm impressed with his knowledge, knowledge of yeah <laughs> of Halloween and dead spirits. So it was thought that if you could trick the spirit, the spirit would refrain from bothering you. So in, in addition to that, during the Middle Ages, it, instead of being called trick-or-treating, it was actually called souling. The children would go door-to-door collecting handouts in return for their prayers for the dead. Oh my gosh. Yeah. That's so much cooler. <laughs> and so, of course, 
In the 1950s, trick-or-treating became all the rage in the United States. And then even now, in the 20th century, you know, it's one of those things that kind of still continues, but right. yet you nobody kind of knows really where it all originated and how. Right. Now it's for candy. Right. They don't think about but, it. But, you know, in the time they weren't get, collecting candy, they are actually just collecting handouts for prayers. Right. Hmm. Okay, Dagan. So what are you going to dress up as this year in order to trick the dead spirits? I'm going to dress up as a stormtrooper. <laughs> I think that'll definitely trick the dead spirits. Because right. there was no stormtroopers back there in Celtic times. <laughs> They will think you're a dead spirit. So, yeah, that's pretty much it for costumes. Stormtroopers ward off evil spirits. So on that note, what do you have for us next? All right, draw one. Bonfires. Bonfires. Do you know anything about bonfires? I know that you can use them to cook stuff with the heat, like hot dog and marshmallows. Yep, those are the important things in life, right? Hot dogs and marshmallows? Yeah? (laughs) All right. Okay, so bonfires, they date back to the beginning of Samhain. It is believed that during during the night of Halloween, the spirits of those deceased could travel freely between this world and the spirit world because the veil was the thinnest. Okay, so the night before the bonfire, the children, they would go door to door, kind of like trick-or-treating, collect offerings for the bonfire. And then whatever they collected would be burned within the fire as a sacrifice to the gods. So they were collecting up, like, anything then. Not just, like, I assume, just stuff they would sacrifice. So just pretty much... I mean, I'm old, but I'm not that old. Oh. So, so like I said, they believed that the veil was the thinnest on this night, on Halloween night, or Samhain night. They believed that there were good and evil spirits roaming the world... So that's when they would dress in costumes and stuff. So when they would dance around the fire, they would dress up to kind of ward off the evil spirits or to trick them into not knowing who they were. And then it was believed that the good spirits that were out that night would help them predict the future and see what was coming. And then um, if you came in contact with a bad spirit, it would bring you bad luck and misfortune. So basically when it was time to start the bonfire, like everybody at home, you know, back then everybody had fires. They would put out their fires at home. They would bring the coals down, and that's how they would start the new fire. So after they burned everything off and sacrificed it, and the coals were, like, burned down to the bare minimum, then they would take those back home to light their, what they call them, hearths, their home fires. And then all the ashes that were left over from the bonfire would be spread over their fields for luck for the upcoming harvest the following year. To fertilize the fields. All right, so Dagan, do you have another one for us? All right, draw again and go. Jack o' lanterns. Jack o' lanterns. So jack o' lanterns is really like a staple, I feel like, of Halloween. Right. They are Halloween. Right. To me. Why I, do you think, Dagan, we have jack o' lanterns for Halloween? To scare away the spirits when they come by your house, you put them by your front door. Yeah, that's a that's a good answer. So, the origins of jack lanterns is actually doesn't have anything to do with pumpkins. So much of the origins of 
Jack Lanterns actually start with an Irish folktale about Stingy Jack. So according to this, an individual named Jack invites the devil for a drink. And not wanting to pay, he convinces the devil to turn himself into a coin in order to pay for the drinks. But instead of spending it, Jack keeps the coin in his pocket, only freeing the devil once the devil promises not to claim Jack's soul whenever he dies. But when Jack died, God didn't allow him into heaven, and because of what he did, the devil wouldn't allow him into hell. Instead, he gave him a piece of burning coal to light his way as he wandered the earth forever. Jack then put this coal into a hollowed out turnip to light his way as he wandered around as a doomed soul, never to enter heaven or hell. So, because of this story, in Ireland, they would then carve faces into turnips in order to ward off evil spirits and Jack. So as people in Ireland and Scotland would carve scary faces into turnips and potatoes, you know, to ward off evil spirits, when they began immigrating to the United States, they wanted, you know, to keep their traditions alive, but pumpkins were much more abundant. Isn't a pumpkin a much better choice? Well, I feel like it's... Like, turnips are so tiny. Right. I don't know if the turnips were bigger back then. Right. I feel like that's so patient. Right. I couldn't imagine like, carving much of a... it's hard for me to carve a pumpkin. Right. They had to have larger growing turnips. Right. So, to keep their traditions alive, they would then, you know, carve pumpkins. And we kind of adopted it, and now it's jack-o'-lanterns from Stingy Jack. Right. Um, so, I have... I took some notes, too. So, I have the jack-o'-lanterns. They weren't just applied to that. It was, like, applied to, like, people like back in the day that would carry lanterns because you know before electricity so beyond people carrying lanterns um also mysterious lights like for example the joplin spook light that would have been referred to as a jack-o'-lantern or like swamp gas like the lights produced there basically unexplained lights so any light that they could right. was a jack-o'-lantern. Other names for jack-o'-lanterns, which I like much better, is the corpse candle. <laughs> I love that. That's so cool. Also, this one's cool. Hinky punks. I don't think I've ever heard that. I've definitely never heard that one. And a full spire, which I think would describe like the stingy jack, stingy jack version story. of it. Yeah. But I couldn't um, imagine telling the kids, hey, let's go outside and carve some corpse lights. Would you like that if we called them corpse lights? Yes. Yes. I think that should be our <laughs> new name. What do you like better? Corpse Light? Jack o' Lantern? Hinky Punk? Or Fool's Fire? Hinky Punk. <laughs> <laughs> so Hinky Punk it is. Um, kids were also known to like fool people with them. So they would like after the fall harvest, they would like carve them out and they'd put like coal in them and then they would like Put them on sticks and like walk them by neighbors' windows to scare them. Yeah, I'd imagine that would do it. Or they would just walk through the woods with them just to kind of freak people out. But um, actually in 1892, that's when the first like staple idea of like decorating with pumpkins came around. And it was the mayor of Atlanta, his wife. She carved like a, she had a few carved with faces and she used them for decoration for Halloween. Halloween party they were having and that's kind of when it started with the whole idea of decorating them and like sitting them somewhere 
versus carrying them around and scaring people. That's interesting. This is kind of like on a side note of jack-o'-lanterns. Mm-hmm. But in a lot of the research I was, I was doing, that many of the traditions that we still carry today all originated in what would be considered like the southern states of the United of the US. Yeah. Like the first noted like Halloween parties mm-hmm. were in Virginia. I think of Virginia as north. Uh, I, but I'm considered, really bad with I think it's con- more long considered a southern is state. It? I'm yeah. really bad with geography, so don't even ask me. Like, you know, telling ghost stories, bobbing mm-hmm. for apples. Yeah, I was going to tell this one later, but since I'm already talking about stuff right. they were doing, I'll mm-hmm. go ahead and... One of the most popular Halloween traditions included divination, where young girls would look for the face of the husband in food that was cooked in the fire. So they would cook stuff in the fire and then look to see if they could see the face of That's their husband so in it. Right? And one, one last one. Okay. Young girls would also leave a blouse outside to dry... And then the man she was going to marry would come and turn one of the sleeves of the blouse. That was it. There's, you know, there's so many things. That's old, old thoughts on finding husbands. I think like apple bobbing actually originated from people. I think the women would bob. I don't even know. Like, but the women would bob for apples and somehow that would predict their future husband. Yeah, that actually came from the Romans. Did it? Yeah, from the, when they oh, would celebrate. It's about women finding husbands. Like, celebrate Pomona night. Okay, that kind of went off somewhere. Yeah, we went off in the rails on that one. That's kind of weird, though. Yeah. Like, everything is about finding a husband. I don't know. Okay, Dagan, draw another one. Black cats. Black cats. Okay, I'll do that one. Okay. So, black cats. Ancient Celtic religions were taught that the cats were actually reincarnated souls of humans and that they'd be able to see the future. Also, they were said to be witches that were turned into cats or that they were witches' familiars. And unfortunately, people believed that cats were, uh, the black cats were demonic and large groups of them were often burned alive. Across oh my the god, year, that's horrible. Europe, yeah. In the in the US, black cats in early America were seen as of course of signs of witchcraft. Even today they're often thought of as bad luck. And if you didn't like like the last thing about the cats, you're not gonna like this one. They are also often the targets of torture, ritual sacrifice, and actually humane humane shelters will limit the adoption of black cats around the I've this actually period. heard that before. Yeah. That they won't I don't know if there's truth behind that. Did you have anything on I've black heard cats? that, I read that in the Middle Ages, the legend was that the devil would gift a witch, a black cat, as a familiar. Also, in Scotland, there's a legend that a black cat named Sith would steal the souls of the deceased before they could find their way to the afterlife. And then, once he, he like, had the human souls, he would use them to take on, like, a humanoid form, which I guess would be, like, a witch. Yeah, I mean, I think... Kind of like the witches being associated with Halloween. I think they, black cats kind of fell into that. Right. Because, you, you know, you always see that. Cat lady? <laughs> no, not the cat oh. lady. Like the witches flying with the broomstick with the cat riding on the right. back. And I think so. a lot of it was just that people had cats around and they were dark or black. And then, yeah. you know, women at the time were associated with being witches. So right. cats are we evil. We need to get a black cat. That'd be a good Christmas present, right, Dagan? No. We already have two cats. Right. Good point, Dagan. Isn't Owl 
Rose a black cat? No. She's just an evil cat. <laughs> <laughs> Alright. No, we don't really have an evil cat. She's just kind of mean and cranky and wants to be left don't alone, right? With her. Oh, she's nice to me. She is nice to you. Alright, you want to draw? We'll do one more and then we're going to talk about like superstitions of Halloween. Okay, so draw the last one. Bats and vampires. Bats and vampires. Well, I'll do bats. They're kind of hand in hand, right? Because they are the same thing. No. No. So bats actually have a pretty, you know, it's pretty easy how bats were associated with with Halloween. Dagan, why do you think bats were associated with Halloween? Because um, since it's dark outside, um, they go outside of their cave and roam around two places. Dagan j- just might be three for three on right? answers. Maybe he, maybe he <laughs> should have done this instead of us. I love so, our... They have the best knowledge. They children. do. So, you know, actually much like what he said, bats are associated with Halloween because of old pagan bonfires. Because they would... Whenever they would light the bonfires, of course, the bonfires would attract insects. And so they're out in their costumes, dancing around and celebrating. Bats are flying over, eating the insects. And so bats then became associated with Samhain celebrations. I think that people, I think it's believed that they would see like the bats flying down. Well, they believed there was evil spirits. So when you see these dark black things swooping down into the fire, a lot of them believe that the bats were in fact the evil spirits. And so bats lead the vampires. (laughs) <laughs> so Dagan what do vampires have to do with Halloween I think they have to do because they're like in the dark and at Halloween there's like a barrier between dead spirits and alive and they're allowed to cross it so I think the vampires are allowed to cross it and um, roam around to scare people and to drink their blood yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's a good answer so I think uh vampires they get associated because of the vampire bat there's lots of different vampires vampire uh sorry no there's lots of different bats but there's only three species of vampire bat and they actually do suck blood then of course Bram Stoker's 1897 Dracula depicted a vampire turning into a bat yes that would that would make sense I mean every almost you know vampire movie except for where they sparkle they turn into (gasps) bats Leave the, the sparkling good, vampires alone. The good ones, they Do you know turn who the sparkling bats. vampires are, Dagan? No. And that's because he's that's raised right. proud of you. <laughs> okay. So I think all in all, bats are associated because they're creepy. They're in dark, scary places. Caves, haunted houses, attics. And they only come out at night. Right. They're nocturnal. And, you know, tons of people... Have you heard... Like, so people get really scared that um, bats will fly into your hair. I know I've done that. We've been like, where were we? Ashmore Estates. Those mm. damn bats were like... <laughs> when fly. all the bats started yes. flying out of the boiler room. So in my head, I'm like, they're going to fly into my hair. But there's actually history behind that-ish, according to the internet. So back in the Victorian era, remember they had the giant hair? They would do the hair pieces super high. And they didn't. Back then, you didn't bathe bathe all the time. Right. 
they would use hair nets and mat their hair, mat their hair up really tall. And it's believed that um, maybe they didn't smell that great. Like their hair, it would attract insects. Well, then bats would swoop down toward that and they get caught in the hair nets. Oh yeah, that makes sense. So that's where that idea comes from. Hmm. Plus, they definitely feel like they're going to attack your head. <laughs> I know, I felt that way, right? Yeah, we were I like, mean, they were flying super close. We I were remember. acting ridiculous, but yes. yeah, scary. Okay, so that kind of wraps up bats and vampires and their right. association you said you had some um halloween superstitions yep so i wrote down some let's see dagan do you have any superstitions um i know one where if you see a black cat you could have bad luck yeah is that if you see one or what does that have to do do you know have you ever heard it has to cross in front of you it has to cross in front of you and then you will have bad luck or yeah. if you Drop salt, you throw it across your shoulder. That's yep. a good one. That do you take it out of the shaker, or do you throw the whole shaker? You take it out of the shaker. Okay, yeah. Yeah, you don't want to throw the whole shaker. There might be somebody behind That's you. That's even more bad luck. Is that it? Yes. Okay. So, here's some more that I have. Are you ready? If you're having a Halloween celebration, and a, you like candles, and one extended extinguishes on its own then there's a ghost present if you walk backwards around your house three times before sunset on halloween it'll ward off evil spirits hmm, i've never heard that if you see a spider on halloween it's a loved one watching you i've heard that one before you have if you go to a crossroad on halloween and listen to the wind you will learn all of your future for the upcoming year do you know what a crossroad is? No. It's like where two roads cross. Like a, like in Hartville, the four-way stop. Like a four-way. If you see a black cat on Halloween, a witch is nearby. Okay, here's a good one for you, Dagan. Are you ready? If you pass a graveyard on Halloween, you should turn your pockets inside out so that a spirit doesn't hitch a ride home with you. Also, you should breathe out so it doesn't enter your body. Do you know what that reminds me of? The Haunted Mansion, yes. I've actually heard that one, but I've I've heard it differently. Like anytime you're passing by a graveyard, you mm -hmm. hold your breath so it can't so a spirit can't enter your body. Yep. That one's kinda weird, right? Nine hundred and ninety nine haunts. And a ghost will follow you home? Yep. Do you have any more for us? Yep. Okay. Ringing a bell on Halloween will keep evil spirits away. I like this one. Okay, this one's my favorite because what's the odds of seeing a ghost, right? Right. Like, none. So, if you see a ghost, walk around it ten times and it will disappear. <laughs> like, it's going to hang out for you to walk around it. Right. So, that one's that I one's really like that one because I thought that was funny. All right, here's a good one. Put your clothes on inside out and walk backwards on Halloween to see a witch fly across the sky at midnight. Seems like a lot of work, doesn't right? it, Dagan? Do you want to do that, Dagan, this year? Athena already does it. Athena does it. <laughs> she wears her shirt inside out each day when she's going to bed. And her pants. <laughs> <laughs> okay, next one. Children born on Halloween will be protected from evil spirits they will have the gift of seeing spirits and be able to talk to fairies. 
See, I should have held out. I'm super jealous of that one. Well, minus the fairies, but I'm super jealous. I should have held out. You should have waited. Right. Four days. Chilled in your mom's womb just another four days. Yeah. Oh, you just said that. Never mind. <laughs> do you have any more I was thinking I had to do math, yeah. so I was like preparing for that because, as I say, I do hair, not math. Right. Okay. Ireland belief. If you hear footsteps following you on Halloween, do not turn around to look because it could be the dead following you. And if you look at them in the eye, you will die. Now that escalated quickly. <laughs> so morbid. Okay. This is an England one. English. England. Do not look at your shadow in the moonlight because you will be next to haunt a graveyard. These are super creepy. Have you yeah. ever heard if you get... This isn't Halloween, but... If you get a chill that somebody walked over your grave. Have you ever heard that? No. My grandma used to tell me that. It was super creepy. Of course, my grandma used to also tell me that when she died, she would haunt us. Also super creepy. <laughs> <laughs> but you have to love her. Actually, my di my sister just sent me a picture that said, like, when I die, I'm going to haunt you. It was like a meme. And she's like, who does this remind you of? I was like, grandma. <laughs> Do all grandmas say that? I don't think so. Right. My grandma was just cooler than other grandmas. Yeah. Um, okay. So do not go hunting on Halloween because you may injure a wandering spirit. Or shoot somebody dressed in a costume. <laughs> or a clown. To ensure a good crop for the next year, circle the fields with a lit torch on Halloween. Which kind of goes back to Jekyll Leonard's, right? Yeah. Or what was it called? Hinky Punk? Hinky Punks. Hinky Punks. Or Corpse Light. Corpse Lights. Um, on Halloween, force. This is a good one for you. Force all sheep and lamb to pass through a hoop of rowan wood to ward off witches and elemental spirits. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> I have no idea what that has to do with you. Right. I was real. I was I trying know, to think I was about looking, it. I was, I was like, waiting um... to see your face. Okay. So this one. Okay. My last one actually goes back to the whole girls finding their husbands or whatever. So on Halloween, if an unmarried girl places rosemary and a silver coin under her pillow on Halloween, she will dream of her future husband that night. I think I've heard something along those lines before. Yeah. There were so many like divination, women finding husband. Right. So lame. Whatever. So, all right. So that kind of covers it for Halloween, right? I think so. So I would definitely say that covers it because Dagon's attention span is gone. Right. And it's bedtime. <laughs> and the fact that he probably knew more than us apparently about everything we were talking <laughs> Isn't about that weird yeah i guess yeah. kids pay more attention than you think they do i'm a little proud in the creepy parent kind of way right yeah he now definitely... I, I wonder what he says to kids at school right like, yeah i'm impressed i'm just gonna say i'm impressed i feel like, bad for his... that's some nine-year-old knowledge right there i feel bad for his teacher when they're <laughs> talking about halloween and right he keeps correcting them. <laughs> well, actually. Yeah. I just want to say, I like, I like spent lots of time looking up stuff and then we just pull him up and he's like, right. He boom, boom, <laughs> boom, boom. He was in the middle of playing video games like, and we're like, you want to say the titles of what <laughs> we're talking about? 
And then he just started rattling off right. more information than That's us. Impressive. You want to close it out? Yeah. So everybody needs to go and give us five star ratings and reviews for my birthday. Don't forget about that. I know we <laughs> talked about it a while ago. Right. What about where can people find us? They can find us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Until Dawn Podcast. Yep. Email us until dawn podcast at gmail.com. And they can send us a phone call. I guess it wouldn't send us a phone call. They can just call us and leave us a voicemail. And it, or if they'd rather just text us, they can text us. If you guys have any superstitions that you'd like to send us or tell us about, we'll be more than happy to tell everybody on the show. And what is the phone number? It is 913-703-DAWN. All right, so until next time, I'm Coy. I'm Felicia. And I'm Dagan Pittman. And this is Until Dawn.